This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This video is sponsored by Voxy the pay-as-you-go mobile network that gives you unlimited social media for as little as £10 a month. For a limited time, sign up to Voxy through the link in the description to receive a £40 reward after making only two monthly payments. You'll also be directly supporting the channel. So click the link in the description to sign up now. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods. Good evening, guys. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm a good. bit disappointed about last night, but nothing new, is it? No, unfortunately not. Ditto. <laughs> Jamie has just got back from Cheltenham, if I'm not wrong in saying. How was that, mate? Yeah, it was great. Um, my lesson that I've learned is um, don't fucking bat on horses. And that's it, really. That's... That's your Jamie Lawler advice of the week. Don't bet. Don't bet in general, to be honest. Don't bet in general, I think. Yeah, just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't work. work. (laughs) (laughs) Advice with Jamie. I had a great day. I had a good time. I hung out with friends, but financially it wasn't great. (laughs) But we move. We move. It's okay. I'm not going to talk about the fact that it was like 20 quid to eat and have anything to drink. We move on from that as well. How much money did you spend roughly in one day? To be fair, I was good. I brought a budget. I kept to it. I'm not going to say how much. I kept to a budget and we moved because I know my brother and my mother might watch this. So yeah, I kept within my limits. No food for the family for the next two weeks. Kept within my limits. I get paid on Monday and I can't fucking wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) It needs, I need the money. Oh god! Speaking of teams that need money, we're talking about Birmingham City tonight. Oh, so, um... that was smooth. <laughs> that was good. That that was good. Give us kind of emotion. Oh that was god! Great. Sorry. I, what can I say? I'm just ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Oh, we deserve our own studio, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> With oh, transitions like that, unreal. Yeah, you don't know what you're in for, honestly. This is going to be a mad episode of the Blues Focus podcast. Trust me. Um. So let's talk about the Watford game first, then we'll reflect on the Rotherham game, and then we'll do the QPR game to finish off with. Um, so who would like to give their overall 
on the Watford game the other night, last night. First, first start, do we have to talk about it? Yes, Jamie, do, we, do we have to? All right, we've got sound. We were fucking shit. <laughs> like, the first That's half right. was awful. Like, uh, let's be fair about it. The first half was diabolical. I don't understand how you go and play 4 3 3 and then divert straight back to a back five and then get confused when you've not gone forward once and you're 2 0 down 15 minutes in or something. It was woeful. Mm. We could have gone in at that half time 6 0 down. The second half was a mass improvement, but we couldn't hit a barn door last night. I. I don't know what's happened to Ogan. Like he missed about four sitters. Trusty missed pretty much an open goal. Like it just weren't happening, was it? And then we just got killer blowed from a Sambalonga, was it? Yeah, yeah that was the one that kind of killed yeah. it off, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, poor Ruddy couldn't do anything about the third. He literally did the save. It smacked him back on the nose. It's a Sambalonga again, and just bubbled in like. It's a bit lucky, really. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a. Uh... A bad night at the office, it blows my mind how we can go from such a good performance against Rotherham and then back to back to the ways we did against Watford. I was very frustrated seeing the lineup announced, to be fair, seeing we were going back to a five-back and seeing the likes of Chang and Hall dropped after what I thought were two fantastic performances against Rotherham. Um, I think tactically, you just got it very, very wrong last night. Um I mean, to go 2-0 down within 16 minutes, you know, there's no point watching the rest because we know we weren't going to get back into the game. We had a good spell after the the second half, a good 10-15 minutes, good spell. And, uh, but apart from that, yeah, it was just the usual poor, poor Blues. Um, uh, it's just so infuriating, isn't it? Because Watford, of late, haven't been that great. I don't think they won in about eight or so games. Um, they, they've been struggling big time for points. I know Chris Wilder are coming and and a bit of a manager bounce is expected, but it's just another really, really bad performance. Tactically got it wrong all over the pitch. Yeah, just no one stood out as good last night. It was just another dire performance. Yeah, it got me worried a little bit because I was thinking, you know, the Rotherham game was, you know, decent. We did well, um, but I feel like, you know, if other teams like Blackpool below us, who won 6-1 last night, um, who played QPR, so that's a little bit of a boost, but still... If teams like that are below us are going to start winning by that much and we've got teams like Sheffield United on the last day of the season, then we're still not safe. We're definitely not safe, that's for sure. No, no. Um, we, we, we did, we, just to add there, we did film a podcast before this that never went out, but we, we had a question, do you think we're safe? And even at 10 points clear, we're now seven points clear, aren't we? But even at 10 points clear, we all agreed we're not safe. There's still more to do. We've still got more points to pick up. We think 48-49 is what we need to be aiming for to be safe. Um, we said it last time, but teams tend to pick up points, don't they, in the last few games of the season that don't normally do so. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We are most definitely nowhere near safe yet. I feel like, actually, no, I'll move on to this question first. Um, so, from Ricky Morgan, uh, what mathemat- mathematically, what points, Tally, do we need to be safe from the drop? Interesting question. Yeah, I think 48-49. I don't think it will necessarily need to be 50 this season. Um, I feel like the amount of points do seem a bit lower this season compared to previous seasons. Um, but we, regardless, we should still be aiming for 50, I think. Um, whether or not we need it, I still think we should do it. Because it's always nice when you know you're safe to enjoy the last game or two of the season. And we yeah. don't want it to go to the last game or two where there's so much pressure on a team and players to perform. Um and we're just all biting our nails as to whether we can get a couple of goals to stay up or not. We want to do it in good time. Um, I think 48, 49 points, we will be okay. Um, but I'd like us to, to hit the 50 mark. 
Jamie? Yeah, I agree. Completely agree with Zach on that. 48, 49 keeps us safe. And again, I would love to do it a couple of games to spare. Because I'd like to see a lot of the young lads play as well. I'd like to see, mm. you know, like like Bowie did the other year when we were safe after that. Was it Rotherham when we beat them or we drew at Derby or something 2-2? And that was, or we beat Derby, weren't we? And we were safe at that point. And then, like, I know we got dicked a bit towards the end of that season on his first season in, but we played the youth, we gave them game time, and it'd be good to see the future of Birmingham a little bit more. You know, them future yeah. players that will eventually come through. Give your Alfie Changa run of games. He's been class. Yeah. Jordan I James. Give Jordan James game time, by the way. That's my new petition for Blues. What's that kid done wrong? Because he was outstanding. And then he was great again last night, I thought, off the bench. I thought JJ played great off the bench last night. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Me and Dad were talking about this, actually, on um, when we were walking the dogs earlier. We were literally saying, like, is it time to give the youngsters some game time? Because, yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll go down, but we still mathematically can. Um but they seem to be our best performing players at the moment. Jordan James, Chong, uh, no, sorry, Chang Hall. You know, those players, they are performing better than some of the first team players. So it's worth giving them a go, I think. Really, I do. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. They, they, We have the midfield three against Rotherham of Hall, um, Jordan James and Alfie Chang, and they were all superb. And then we go back to we go back to five at the back three in midfield and it, it doesn't it doesn't work. It's it's it's. It's, it's so frustrating. I don't understand why Eustace changed the winning formula last night. It makes absolute. I'm sorry, it makes no sense whatsoever. For me, reverting to that five-back last night and playing as defensive as we did just says we're more than happy with a point. We're scared. We're going to sit back and we're going to defend for our lives. That's not the mindset we should be having. We should be, Watford were on a poor run of form. It was a good opportunity to get three points or at least a point to get a bit more clear of that drop zone. But no, we wanted to sit back, we wanted to defend, and within 16 minutes, it completely capitulated and it was game over. So, ridiculous. I think that's my biggest frustration. I don't think I don't think Eustace gets a load wrong tactically. I think he has at points, but not a load wrong. But last night was evident that he got it horribly wrong. Mm. No need to change back to old tactics that weren't working when four at the back and a more attacking style of play worked really well against Rotherham. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel like we were always likely to lose the game. Um, but I feel like had we have played the same team that we played against Rotherham, we'd been more in the game. We'd have had more chances. We probably could have even scored one of those chances because we would have created more. Um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, we weren't very confident going into the game were we? when we were looking at it um, the other day. I feel like it's one of those games where if we did just performed well, there wouldn't be any worries. But because we haven't, it's now like, Oh, this is not looking great still like those teams like Sheffield United that we are still having to play at the end of the season if things aren't safe then it could get worrying really um, let's have a look at some more questions then so we've got one from uh, let's see let's go for this one Dave uh, Longello signs just to uh, just to allow us to play more loans or is there a plan with him that we aren't seeing yet thoughts on that can I take this one please fellas yeah I knew you uh, Right. In fairness, I thought Graham was quite good last night. Um, I, I think I'll always. I, I think Graham's an easy player to criticise and a bit of a scapegoat at times. But I actually thought he held his own fairly well in a left wing back role last night. And let's be honest, he played striker and right wing at Gillingham, and now he's being asked to play in the complete opposite position at left wing back for Blues. 
Um, so in fairness to him, I thought he did okay. But I completely agree in that we've just spent £400,000 on Longolo. Finances are limited as it is. Um, we can't afford too much on players. So the £400,000 is probably quite precious for a club like us at the moment. So why just keep him on the bench? Why not bring in Owen and give him some game time? He's, I think he's a great player. I've, I've voiced it multiple times on here. I think he's a, a very good player. I, I don't see why he, he doesn't deserve a go because... I think the times he has played this season, he's proven he's more than capable of, of doing well in that role. Can I hear the superb again? <laughs> he's, he's fucking superb. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Nah. He's, Go he's, on, a, he's, a good, he's a good player, and I think so he deserves more game time. I agree. I agree. Very good player. Go on, Jamie. Give us your... Uh... <laughs> Give us your I don't really know unimpressed to... thoughts about him. I don't know how to follow that up. Can you hear me all right? Yeah. It's this... Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know how to follow this up. Like it was, he's, he's right. The only issue is, I think, is you still got to teach him how to play football, haven't you? That's sometimes a bit of an issue. With, it's a joke. Oh, man. I, feel, oh. I do feel like, especially last night, like, or even in the Rotherham game, I don't get why he wasn't put on. In all fairness, because Rotherham game, if you're going to take Kadra off, that's fine. Bring him on. We saw it against yeah. Swansea away. He changed the game. In all fairness, when he came on in that left midfield role. Yeah, maybe it's what annoyed me. Maybe he's got an injury that we don't know about, a little niggle or something. Oh, these things happen, don't they? Because of our squad numbers, maybe we're just happy to put him on every so often. Because surely there's a reason he's not playing him. Because, all right, I know I'll take the piss with Longello, but you know what? He's not that bad. He's actually all right, to be fair. There's a good footballer in there. So I think he mm. deserves a bit of game time. I'm hoping if we do get this safety secured pretty soon, we could play Longello a bit more. Yeah, well, we should be playing him now because he's yeah. technically been a first-team player all season. It's some of the other younger players I feel like should be probably given more of a chance because I feel like I, I read um, what Alfie Chang said about being included more in the first-team lineup. He says, if I do get the opportunity to be in the team more, then I'm going to give 100%. And that's what you can see from those players. Like From the main first-team players, you don't really... Like you, they probably are trying. The impression you get from them, though, is that they're not trying. But players like Chang really do look like they're trying because they're battling away. They're faster, quick. You know, it's mm. it, they give that impression. And players like Chong, like last night, was just mm. all over the place. Couldn't get control of anything. It was just I, like, yeah. See, I've got to be honest. I think for me, it's not an effort thing. It's just a lack of quality. I think a lot yeah. of people are saying. Um, We've got a fantastic team that probably should be doing better than they are, but there's a reason we're in 19th and there's a reason we're struggling for points and have been since the World Cup. There there are some good names on that sheet, but I think compared to other championship teams, we do lack that quality and that cutting edge. I wouldn't say it's an effort thing. I just think we lack that quality in the team. And as I said, there are some good names in there and they've proven they can get good results like they did pre-World Cup, but it's about doing it over a consistent basis. And I think if you can't... It's difficult. I wouldn't say if I'd say the team's quality if they could consistently pick up results. The fact they can't pick up results consistently, I'd say it's almost just glimmers of, of, of decent football. Um, yeah. But if you can't do it consistently, I think it just shows that lack of quality. I don't think it's effort. I just think there's not enough quality in the team. I think the issue comes back to when was the last time we had consistency in Birmingham City, though? Haven't yeah. for years, mate. Haven't Rower? for years. Mark. On and off the pitch. Yeah. 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 Question from Ollie. Yeah, if a takeover happens, do you think um sorry, let me start again. If a takeover happens, do you think Eustace is the manager to take us forward? Of all the of all the players out of contract at the end of the season, is there anyone you would keep? 
Go on, Jamie. I think, yeah, I, you know what, right? I know I'm very... I, I swing between in and out with Eustace all the time. Like, last night when we were 2-0 down, I'm in a group chat with my other lot who are all Birmingham fans and instantly just put out. And then I thought <laughs> about it and I was like, you know what, actually, he's a young manager. This is a tough division. It's his first proper season in the championship. He's young. He's going to make some mistakes managerially. I think... I think he's got a bright future. There's a reason, lads, Watford and that wanted him pre-season before us because they see promise in him as well. He's a young British manager. I'd say just give him a chance. If a takeover does happen, let's see what he can do with a bit of money. Mm. Surely, like, he's restricted, any. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he wants to play a nice passing game of football and he's got Arley Dean and Mark Roberts at the start of the season at centre-half. Like, you ain't playing no tick-attack of football there. But I feel like um, with Eustace, though, one thing that could perhaps let him down over in the new takeover. Yes, he's a new manager, and yes, he has been given a tough card, tough hand. I, I need to stop saying phrases. I don't know them. I literally, it's been literally. <laughs> I'm going to say something. He's been <laughs> forget it. He's had a tough time, right? There we go. Um, but his tactics and his formation changes and his choice in substitutions recently haven't been great. So I feel like when it comes down to the the line really any manager can be good under like some money but in terms of like actually changing the team around and building a team the way that we need to succeed on the pitch i feel like that's where a new owner could come in and go now nah, you you're gone we'll get we'll get somebody like chris wilder in who let's be honest will be sacked at the end of the season we'll get him that's it. <laughs> no 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 you're not allowed to say chris wilder i said chris wilder the other week and that didn't we got crucified on comments about this you can't say chris wilder. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't yeah, say can't, logical can't. things at birmingham city <laughs> nah, to answer the so question, um, <laughs> be taking that to my grave. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know if Eustace is the manager to take us forward. I think it's a really tricky one. It's, it's so weird with Eustace. Like under under Boyer and Karanka, it's consistently poor results. But Eustace is pretty consistently poor results, with the odd fantastic result and performance sprinkled in there. It's weird. I don't know what it is or how it happens, but I thought Rotherham, we were fantastic, and I thought West Brom, we were fantastic. But if you're looking at the bigger picture since the World Cup, since the 15, 16 games we played, it hasn't been anywhere good enough. Um, I think if we really want to start pushing forward and moving up the table as a club, I, I think we need a manager that's probably done it before, has a little bit more experience. I like Eustace in that he's proven he can pick up results he did at the start of the season. I just don't know if as, as a club we should be aiming for a little bit higher than we currently are. Maybe someone who's done it before, a bit more experience. Oh, it's tricky though because Karanka had done it before and look what happened there. So I don't know. It, it's such a minefield. There's no right or wrong. Um, I say, oh, it's so tricky. I think he's, he's to be fair, I think he's a result or two, a, a poor result or two from going. Because um, we know what our owners are like. They do like to, to sack yeah. pretty willy-nilly. But we'll, we'll just have to see. It's one of those that you just cannot predict. I think the issue comes back to is what we were predicted to fucking go down. We were second favourites relegation at the beginning yeah, of the season. I hate, I, think... I hate it. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, that's at least we're not there, aren't you? Maybe. I hate that. Might have been uh, I, I hate no, I wasn't, I, I I wasn't hate going it. off that. I was just yeah, kind of yeah. saying, like, a lot of people said we were going down. He's kept yeah. us up. It's been a shit, like you said as well. He's not had the easiest deal of cards here. He's walked in, he's had mm. to deal with a transfer. Ta- Jamie, a you just said he kept apart. us up. <laughs> well, what's <laughs> that be that? 
Right, you know what, right, if we go down that, if we go down, I will do a video topless dancing, singing to the YMCA, because I'm that confident we're staying off. We're not fucking going down. Nah, I, I think, right. I, I don't want there's to any, there's <laughs> Exactly, reason. so you don't want us to go down. For the it. love I of God, to... Blues, yeah, stay the fuck up. I don't want to see Jamie Lawler jiggling about singing the YMCA. Excuse me, I've lost fuck seven stone. What do you mean, jiggling? You <laughs> bastard. Nah, nah. It's a there term is... of phrase, and I'm not very uh, good with those things. I will. Uh, I, I I don't. I hate it when people say that, and I'll tell you why. For the last well, eight singing years. The YMCA no, 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 no. I hate. I hate the reasoning. We were meant to go down, yeah. right? I cannot stand it because, as a club, we have been in this position for eight years. About seven, eight years. I think the fourteen, fifteen season, or the fifteen. I think it was fourteen, fifteen. Was the last time we finished above seventeenth. We have been in this position. For the last eight years, it's getting ridiculous. It's not as if we're even digressing or going down or progressing slightly. We have been in the same position and completely stagnant for years. When are we going to start pushing forward? We can't keep accepting mediocrity in that, oh, you know what? We've stayed up. We'll take that. It's 19th and it has been for the last eight years, but we're happy because we've stayed up. We've got to start moving forward. It's ridiculous. It's getting so boring. Season on season, seeing Blues finish 17th, 18th, 19th or 20th. When are we going to start moving forward and progressing? Even something like 14th I'd be happy with because at least it's small steps, it's small progress. We've got to stop settling for we've stayed up, we've survived happy days because if we do that, we're just never going to move forward and it's going to be like this for the next decade again. So yeah. we need a manager and we need a group of players and we need a, a set of owners that can start pushing this club forward and not constantly keeping us in the same position and us as fans settling for it because we, we need to progress. We really, really do. But that's the main key you've just said there yourself. Like, the the man, the man owners need to fuck off. Like, they, we're going to be stuck in this consistent cycle now. If anything, we're going to eventually end up going down until BSHL leave because we are just hemorrhaging money. And the club isn't in a good place. I think any manager's going to struggle at the minute. I think it's a horrible, but, horrible thing to walk into is our football club. It's a poison chalice. This football club's a fucking nightmare for anyone. I've got a question here that's relatable to this point you're about to make. Who is more responsible for the post-World Cup drop-off? Eustace or the players? Because to me, the players have done bone idle at times this season. See the first 20 minutes of last night's game for the details. Uh, from Dave Sherlock. What do you think to that then, going off the point you were about to make then? Do you want me, Zach, or do you want me to go? Go on, you start. Um, I think I think a bit of both, but again, I uh, it's really difficult because I feel like I'm team John Eustace here. I feel like ever since the bad thing. Lopez deal fell apart, I feel like the team just went on a downer. And I feel like ever since then, it's just been crazy. Like, I've... Pfft, I think it's just mental. Is it? I think the players have have some to take some fucking responsibility. Bar Jukovic, who I think has consistently every time he's played him give everything for the club. Harley Dean again this season. I'd say he's had a good season because he's worked hard. Ruddy's been good. Uh, Trusty's been great. Last night mm. was a one-off where I didn't think he performed great, but I don't think anyone. The only centre back who played well last night for me was Harley Dean in that yep. first half, especially. Um. I think, I think most of the team and the manager maybe, but I think it all stems from the top again. I think until these owners are gone, we're gonna just have to deal with this. 
and we don't want to just sit there and take this kick inconsistently. None of us do. But who's utterly responsible? I'd say BSHL, followed very closely by Eustace, followed by the fact that the 11 lads on the pitch clearly half the time don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think there's more going on than we know. That's the issue as well. There always is. Yeah, yeah I mean, BSHL are like the running theme of why we're performing badly. That's easily pointed out because obviously you ain't got enough players in your squad to help them out when they get injured or when they get tired. I think then the second one is the players because I feel like they're always, you know, they're always responsible for winning the games or losing the games. And to be honest, Eustace hasn't been that bad really compared to how bad he probably could have been because obviously when you look back through like um, people like Zola's and Karanka's type of teams that they were playing. I mean, Eustace has been playing Jordan Graham at left wing back, but you know, it's it's not the fact that I don't know. I, I feel like it's the players that players obviously do. You know that we we've had games this season where we probably haven't played the right team and still got points or still won the game. So it's always down to the players of winning and losing games. But mm, I feel like yeah. it goes in that order. My being myself, I, I feel you lose as a team and you win as a team. So everyone, everyone involved in the club right now at Birmingham City has some blood on their hands for the decline. Mm-hmm. I I think I've said this before. I think BSHL is certainly to blame for the long-term failures of Blues, and I think the players and, and manager are to blame for the, the short-term. John Eustace doesn't have that much of a, a different team to what he had prior to the World Cup, and and since then he hasn't been getting the results, and the players haven't been getting the results. So I, it's funny this question was asked actually because about a week ago on Twitter I saw the exact same thing. Someone saying Eustace is not to blame for this; it's the players. My response was just out of interest. Why are you only blaming the players and not Eustace? The manager is the person who decides on the formation, style of play, how the players train each week, even small details like when and what subs to make. But he's not to blame at all. So I honestly think, whilst BSHL are the problems for the club declining over the last decade, which they have, I think short term Eustace and the players have to be blamed for what goes on on the pitch because they do. They're the one. Eustace is the one who decides the team, organises the training, sets up style of play, tactics. The players are the one who have to deliver. So. Eustace and the players, for me, are all t- as much to blame as each other. Um, and in terms of the long-term failures, I think it's on BSHL. Stunned you into silence with such a great response, and I? Thank you, thank you. Applauding <laughs> <laughs> <little laugh>, <laughs> yeah, himself on that comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird, because usually me and Zach are polar opposites on these kind of arguments, but I, I actually... You've been agreeing with each other a lot recently. I, I agree with a lot of Zach's points, eh? he's bang on. Like, and I think you get as well, like, <laughs> it must be a tough Doing deal the for Eustace, but he's right. Like, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, he did decide to play a back five last night. He did decide to go well too fucking defensive last night. So I think there is some blame for Eustace as well. And I'm hoping, I haven't seen his post-match interview yet. I don't really want to watch it because if he even mentions the fact that we put 100% effort in and we played really well, I'm going to throw my head at the He, he actually, ball. yeah, the, and the, 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 the lad asking the questions um, seems quite uh, on Eustace's side as well in terms of, Second half, we significantly pick things up. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But we we yeah, this first 10, that is true. Yeah, that was it. But me, you, and Tommy could have gone as a front fucking three and been more of an improvement in that second half because it was shit. I don't know. I don't have much pace on me these days, mate. <laughs> I'm not the quickest. Couple years ago, maybe, but now maybe, yeah, maybe. So we can all do. 
We can all do what Hannibal did last night. I could put 14 set pieces fucking shocking me out, of go- out for a goal kick. I can dance around the fucking ball when in 3-0 down the 70th minute like an absolute idiot. Like, you fucking, you know, yeah, Eustace does pick the team, but sometimes the players do need to take a bit of responsibility. Yeah. It was a fucking yeah. shit show last night. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only As players said, that played well last night, Bielik, Harley, Uke. Kedra tried, to be fair, but was getting zero service. I think Graham defensively was great. It's the first no, time wasn't. I've ever watched. No, he wasn't. No, no. I, I no, was going to say, no, I was going to go no. forward. Going forward, okay. he was good. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. I meant going forward. No, I meant yeah. going back. He was shit. But I was going to say, yeah, the, 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 yeah, my praise for him last night was his forward. Maxime was terrible last night, I thought. Like that first yeah. goal, he was. Why was our right wing back in the middle of our own fucking box and the ball was played out wide for the first goal? So I, Positionally, last night we were all over the place. We literally had. Uh, there's one point in my vlog where I literally look up and I see that there's Maxine Collins a bit further up the pitch, and then Kevin Long is. It might be the Keenan Davis goal, which I, I fucking knew was going to come. I absolutely knew it. Um, Kevin Long is there, and then Trusty is following, following in behind. But then Harley Dean's meant to be the central central centre back, and then Chong is in the middle, and Duke is out on the right. It just—it was an absolute yeah. disaster in positionally. It was just like no wonder we were two 0 down in fifteen minutes. The one that yeah. killed me last night was we had a cross go into the box, and I looked up twice. Yuki's bolting down the right wing, whipping the ball in, and Kadra's in the middle or Chong, and I'm literally like, why? Just it was a disaster. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah. But but going, just going back to the question quickly, I think it's ridiculous if anyone is solely not blaming any part of the the the. Colts, if that's how you want to word it, it within 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 Blues at the moment, the owners are to blame. Eustace is to blame. The players are to blame. No one's innocent. Mm. No one's completely no. innocent in this. There's no way you can turn around like that comment on Twitter said. And we had actually we actually had quite a good discussion in the end. But there's no way you can say Eustace is completely innocent in all this. And there's no way you can say the players are completely innocent. It's a team game. Everyone in the club, from top to bottom, is involved with the success of Birmingham City. And things aren't working at the moment. And everyone's got a job to do. And I'd argue most people at that club aren't doing their job. Therefore, everyone's got Facts. some sort of blame on their, uh, some sort of blood on their hands. So, yeah, to answer the question, everyone's to blame. BSHL long term, players and use of short term. It's as simple as that for me. Spot on, yeah. Uh, fine. <laughs> Last question uh, before we move on to reflecting on the Rotherham game and looking ahead to the QBR game uh, from Mike Duffy. What the hell's happened to Hogan? <laughs> I'd put my house on him scoring Fuck that one on my last night. Fuck off, Duff. All right, I did your podcast all right the other day. Piss off, Duff. No, I'm joking. Um, I said this, I literally said this on the Voice of the Vic podcast because it was me and Mike. I said to Mike, I went, Hogan can't score for fucking beans at the minute. I don't know what's going on. Like, as soon as oh, the jar, I just I can't relive it in my head. As soon, fifty seconds in the second half, as soon as I saw him put it that far wide, I'll just. I know, to, honestly. I, said I didn't mate, think I said it was I'm that. Just go home. <laughs> I didn't think it was that, that far yeah. wide when I first yeah. watched it. I was like, oh, at least it's the target, man. But then I look yeah. back on it, I was like, oh, I'm fucking hell. Look, <laughs> like yeah. the centre half had just toe poked out for a corner. I was like, oh, it's a great tackle from the centre. Oh no, 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 he <laughs> fucked up. Good. Wait, that, no, it's that, Hogan, yeah. let me remember. Yeah. That shot, that shot screams though a player who's just completely shot of confidence at the moment, and it's a shame because. I, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Hogan has had. Le- I think we said this in a previous podcast, but I can't remember. It wouldn't surprise me if Hogan has had less than half a shot per game since since coming back from injury. Not even on target per game. He's just 
I feel it's tricky. At the moment, he's so absent and so unimpactful. But saying that, we know when Hogan's on form, he is a fantastic striker. So it's such a tricky one because at the moment, it's it. Start of the season was the best Hogan we've ever seen. At the moment, we're probably seeing the worst Hogan we've ever seen. It's so tricky. Again, like it is with most things with Blues, it's that inconsistency in it. And he's just so off form and so shot of confidence at the moment that it's no surprise he missed that one-on-one -on -one last night. So hopefully for Hogan, he can just bag a goal or two within the next three or four games, slowly build that confidence again and have a good end to the season. That's all we can hope for. Just, just bag against QPR Hogan, for fuck's sake. They're yeah. just conceded six to Blackpool. Like, come on. Yeah, this would be the perfect time because I understand I that. Because I understand that Watford are like the, you know, they're a better team, of course. So against QPR now, we should take that loss and say, look, might have just been a bad night. So let's just say, right, dust it off. Let's go again against QPR. And, these and then, happen, don't they? yeah, exactly. And the team we've just lost six one. If we then go and lose this game, I mean, like, come on, like that—that's the real kick in the teeth. That is because. Form-wise and confidence-wise, we should be fucking getting at them. That should, that, that honestly, we should go into that game thinking, yeah, we should beat these. Not thinking, let's sit back and let's defend and let's try and mm. not concede in the first fifteen minutes like we did last week. No, we, we go in like we we were talking about this actually in the podcast we didn't release. Um, the we we're basically saying that we need to get out Watford and you know press them early on and try and make a game out of it. They could have been they could have been, yeah, because we did have some options in the top of the pitch at the start of the game, but we let them out too easily, I think. like they, they, There was no pressure up top. And also, yeah. when we did get the ball after the turnover, there was, it was nothing. It was just hold on to the ball for a bit and play it around slowly, which if that was the case, where was the runs off the player who just received the ball? Like Kevin Long plays into Beatlick, no run from Chong or Kadra off the front of them to try and make a diverting option. It's none of yeah. it. No, I know. I'm so I'm I'm so done with gone, Jamie. You go. He said Beale was basically a fucking fourth centre back last night, weren't he? At points. He was, yeah. It was yeah, you're not six wrong. at the back. A, a back six and it's a ridiculous. round into thin air and John just yeah. being useless really, as sad to say. Like he was he was dire last night. I think you go four three three against QPR and you send it with the same team that just beat Rotherham two 0 Yeah. Put it as a shit performance. Yeah. And just full send it. Get it. Get at QPR. I don't care if yeah. you're the away team. Yeah. Play a lot with the home team and go for it. Yeah. Just attack. I, you're completely right. I don't know why we didn't do it against Watford though. It's mind blowing. It, it, right. How can someone look at that performance against Rotherham, the way we set up, and think we'll do it differently next game? It makes zero sense. We were so fantastic yeah. against Rotherham. Why would we set? Up? I'm so done of watching Blues against the top ten defend for our lives from minute one. It's not the way to play football it doesn't work it just doesn't work or at least it doesn't work with the set of players we've got it just doesn't it's happened time and time again we've come up against a team who are supposedly a good attacking side and we just defend for our lives from minute one and we concede we concede early on we conceded two within the first 16 minutes and it's game over i'm so done with it let's take the game to qpr on saturday let's show a bit of attacking threat and let's you know what? At the start of the season, I said it so many times. I said first 15 minutes, we were fantastic. We always took yeah. the game to teams. We played the way we wanted to play. And we played attacking football. Since then, we haven't been doing it. So 
yeah, you're right, Jamie. Completely agree. Saturday, take the game to QPR. Show a bit of inta- attacking intent. And don't just sit back and defend for our lives because we don't want a point against QPR. It's a six-pointer. We want all three. End of. Uh, we're going to now go on to the Rotherham, refle- uh, reflecting on the Rotherham game. Uh, but before that, we'll have a quick word from our sponsors. This video is sponsored by The Modern Milkman. Join the milk round and get a wide variety of fresh milk, groceries and household products delivered straight to your door in reusable containers and recyclable packaging. By signing up using the link in the description, you'll receive £15 off your first three weeks and you'll also be directly supporting the channel. So click the link in the description to sign up now. Now back to the video. Yeah, Rotherham. It was a good game. Very much enjoyed it. I had the hospitality tickets with me and my brother. Uh, very good. Very enjoyable. I know. F- fucking hell. You calm down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ditched you poor people to go and sit with the... Uh... <laughs> no, it was very good. I really enjoyed it. The food was great. Uh, the complimentary bar throughout the day had me a little bit pissed, <laughs> to, put it, to put it bluntly. Um, and yeah, it was great. The people were great there. Um, staff were lovely. It was great. It was really good. It was great speaking to everybody. And yeah, if I ever got offered to do it again, you'd have my rights. I'm doing it again. And I would recommend to anybody else, if they're given the opportunity to go into it, um, to give it a go. It was fantastic. Um, but a little bit on the game, and then we can sort of we can we can sort of compare the two, I suppose, in terms of like QPR and Rotherham, and sort of take the positives from that game and try and merge it into the QPR game. Because I feel like had we have played the same team against Watford that we did against Rotherham, then we could probably weigh up the comparisons between that, really. But we've had a really good game against Rotherham and then a really poor game against Watford. So what positives we need to take from the Rotherham game into the QPR game? Attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just attack. Get people to run off you, Govich, when you're playing the ball forward. Don't start Hannibal. Do not start <laughs> Hannibal Medbury. Who do you play instead? Fucking Chang. Okay. I love the aggression you said. Chang. Not, <laughs> not Chang. Hannibal. Not Hannibal. Like, I'm sorry, but last night he was atrocious. His set pieces were terrible. Like, I don't know what was up with him last night. Uh, mm. like, I'd even be. T- I'd say drop Chong, but he's so good on the right wing against Rotherham. Like, you can't drop him if you play would that you, formation again. Would you play Hall there instead? I don't, George was great, though, in that attacking mid-roll, weren't he, against Rotherham? Mm. I'm, I'm going to make this dead simple. The ball right? I'm going to make this dead simple, right? Play the exact same team, the exact same style, the exact same way we did against Rotherham. Simple, yeah. same team, same formation, same attacking setup, and at least, at least we'll have shown we're giving it a good go. We're not sitting back. We're not accepting a point. Honestly, Rotherham was fantastic. I thought we defended so so well. Rotherham hardly had any chances at all. We moved the ball brilliantly. We used the wings and the wide play superbly. Kedra and Chong were so involved throughout the entire game, both sides, to be honest. Getting plenty of crosses into the box, taking plenty of shots inside the box, outside the box. We were fantastic. So why he's changed it, I don't know. So the easiest thing to do, same team, same formation, same setup, same style of play, as we did against Rotherham, against QPR, and hopefully we'll be in a good chance of winning. If QPR do see that we're playing the same team, though, will we get caught out for it? I don't think so necessarily. I think plenty of teams each week feel pretty much the same teams. The thing is, you know how the, a lot of teams in the championship are going to play. We saw Luton. Luton's clear goal and clear game plan was to get the ball wide and get crosses into the box. A team like, I don't know, let me think. A team like, 
team like Sheffield United, extremely attacking. They like to use the wings as well. You know they're not going to defend for their lives. Burnley, Sheffield United, they're going to take the game to you. It's it, We don't have, a, I think, a specific style of play, or at least I can't clearly easily see one. My best guess is to get the wing backs to come forward and get crosses into the box. But again, we don't often do that. We like to sit back and defend. So no, I don't think we'll be figured out. Same setup, same style of play against QPR. And I think we're in a good chance of, of taking all three points. <laughs> if we get caught out by a team that's just conceded six to Blackpool, then something's fucking very wrong. It's very, very blues, wrong. that's for sure. <laughs> but they beat Watford 1-0, didn't they, on the weekend? So mm. Just don't know. Well, let me let me pose this question to you then. If you're the QPR manager now, and with the Blues to put the same team out that they did against Rotherham, how would you play against us? Mm. Put four men on Kadra. <laughs> That's a good question. It's actually a really good question. I'd um, I'm very much a believer in play your style of football and then take the games to other teams so if I was the QPR manager I'd want us to regardless of Blues I'd want us to play our style of football and take the game to Blues but in terms of how I'd counter Blues I'd, I'd want to play defensive because we clearly showed a lot of attacking threat against Rotherham we used the whip brilliantly when we played the 4-3-3 midfield we were tight and solid there are so many positives to take from Rotherham I'm just so confused how we can go from that to the way we played against Watford so you know what? We just need to do the exact same we did against. And it's easier said than done. But I think tactically and formation wise, if we keep things the same, then there's a, a good chance. Jamie? I think most teams try and do the same thing against us, which is can you get Jukovic out of the game? The problem is 90% of the game, Jukovic will still be a dominant presence. I think our whole our whole attacking emphasis comes down to how much we can get the ball to Jukovic and how much we can right. run up him. I think if you're smart, you try and deploy a centre-half on Jukovic and get him just take him down every time. 90% of the time, the ref ain't going to fucking give a foul on Jukovic, is he? I mean, I was surprised mm. to see last night, Jukovic got a couple of fouls his way, and I was like, bloody hell, like, this is a nice ref. <laughs> he was an okay ref, actually, to be fair to him. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give you the full line-up of that, that, uh, on that game, it was really Wait, can goal. we see if we can predict it uh, or remember it? Okay, go on. Because I think... I think it was... Um, what, against was... Rotherham? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. Ruddy, uh, Colin, Dean, Long, Trusty. Uh, it was uh, Hall, Kedra, Djukovic, Chong, uh, uh, Chang and Bielik. Correct. Darn. It was a bit disconjointed, but it was. There. We'll, we'll have that. Got there in the end. Got there in the end. Yeah, so the back four was Colin, Dean, Long and Trusty. Midfield five of... Chong, Hall, Chang, Bielik and Kadra and then Duke on top. So where's the weak links in that team? Because obviously we played a team if we'd have played this against Watford is the like Alfie Chang, is he a bit young? Maybe, you might target yeah, maybe him. people would look at the midfield but Austin Trusty being a left back. It proved it was fantastic though, didn't it? it that, that midfield against Rotherham was superb, every single one of them. And Even the when Jordan James me, came on. The left mid and right mid were both tracking back as well. That's what impressed me the most. Kedra especially was getting back and helping Austin out. Yeah. Maxine was doing yeah. all right on the right, and Chong was every so often getting back and putting his foot in. No, he... yeah, I thought Trusty was good at left back. I think Trusty's still a superb. I still think Austin Trusty's one of the best defenders we've had at Blues in a very long time. I think centre back or left back, he's he's fine. Yeah, there's not a weakness in that team. Kevin Long's significantly improved, or was at least fantastic against Rotherham. 
can't goals, really praise yeah. any of the defenders last night because shipping in three goals is never good. But I, in terms of that Rotherham team, I don't think there's a weakness, no. Mm. Well, I'm I'm definitely impressed by that team, that's for sure. It definitely feels like um, the strongest team to go forward, which sounds strange, but after the current run of form, I feel like that is probably our strongest team, particularly Chang as well. I'd yeah. like to see more of him. Um, I'd like to see more of Jordan James as well. Side note. Backers back on Saturday. That's good. Yes. That is good. Yes. Yeah. That's big. So there is, there is, a, there is that option off the bench. Then isn't there? If you're gonna do yeah. anything, I'd say because George Hall basically had that free roam role, didn't he, where he was just free to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Particularly second Give half. That, I'd like to see Bakuna in that kind of a role where he just got the freedom to play. And you I feel could like move. Bakuna would be dangerous in that role. And you can move Hall out to the right, keep Kadra yeah, on the left. Give Chong a rest. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like Chong's one of those players who, well, how old is he now? Like 23, is he? Sort of that age. Um, who, obviously, I think people expect him to be first-team quality, but I don't think he's actually played many first-team games really anywhere else before Blue. So this is no. his first full season, really. So, you know, like, I just don't know whether he's been quite adaptive to how it's all been this season because I mean last night he just I mean he just didn't have any threat to him at all he looked all over the place I don't know what was up with him because he did okay against Rotherham and then against Watford he was non-existent Chong throughout the season has shown sparks of promise but other than that not a lot I don't think he's performing consistently I think sometimes Chong will pick up the ball and you can see yeah it makes sense he's worth 1.45 million because on the ball he is very good he's got that pace he's got that skill he can beat players and I think there's very few players in this Blues team that are happy to try and take on a few players um, but sadly he lacks the end product at the moment um, maybe the effort slightly maybe one of the few players who doesn't quite track back enough and, and get stuck in enough mm. maybe needs to bulk up a bit I don't know I'm glad Chong's ours I'm glad he's our player because he mm. is a good footballer there is a good footballer in Chong and he's shown he's shown He's shown moments or glimmers of promise throughout the entire season. He just hasn't done it consistently. And I'd argue the same with the entire team. Yeah. Stop speaking yeah. back, Zach. That's the stunned into silence again. Stunned into silence again. I like having a back and forth with you, but I can't fucking do it today. You're talking like, all right. You're talking normal facts. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, no, nah, I just start some beef for no reason. Like, just start having a go at him. Well, actually, I saw a post. Um, It wasn't for Blues, but it was, what blue, like what football opinion has you like this? And it's a guy with a bunch of swords pointed to his face. I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter. Might have done, what, yeah. I'd like to know, actually, what is your controversial Blues opinion? That can maybe Jamie, spark drop the bomb. <laughs> Come on, Jamie, let's hear it. I don't know if I actually have one. That's the thing. I don't know. Well, I'll put you on the spot. What there. was the Christmas podcast based all around? <laughs> oh, Mbappe is massively overrated, to be fair. That is, I will actually die on that hill as well. He is an overrated <laughs> guy. But we're not it's talking about PSG today. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> no, we're talking no, about Blues. I've put you on the spot there, to be fair. But... Should we do Blues ones then? Like, un- I think like controversial, controversial Blues opinion. opinion. I've, I might Bassini have one, would have actually. changed our club for the better. No, oh, there we oh, go. That's, that just, that's just stupid. That's just stupid. I'll, I'll walk out. I'll walk out. I'm not even going to debate it. So Jamie drops the mic and Zach walks away. <laughs> I actually might have one. Go on. Uh, 
I think Harley Dean has been a fantastic defender throughout his entire time at Blues. Like, I think he's. I think he had a period where he made a few errors, but other than that, I think he's. He went for a period of being a bit of a scapegoat, and I think undeservedly. I I I thoroughly think Harley Dean has been a fantastic servant for Blues, and I think a lot of people would disagree with that. But for me, I, I think he's been. I think mm. he's been consistently good from start to finish. I think he's been a leader. I, I imagine he's a bit of a voice in the dressing room. He clearly cares about Blues. I hate it when people say he doesn't care. He, he shows he cares. Um, like I said, he had he had. He, I remember he had a, a couple months where he he made a few errors that led to led to goals. Um, and I think off the back of that, he was a bit of a scapegoat, and people were quite harsh on him. But in my opinion, I think Harley Dean's been a fantastic servant from start to finish. And I, I think a lot of Birmingham fans and football fans in general, actually, not just Birmingham fans. I've got an element inside this. If, if your footballer, if any footballer in the world, is consistent for five straight years, you're fucking Sergio Ramos. People make mistakes, especially in the championship. Yeah, of course. People forget this. If you, were, if you were consistent and never made a mistake for your footballing career, you'd play for Real Madrid and PSG, for fuck's sake. That is true. Yeah, we're Birmingham City. We're, we're not signing perfect footballers, of course we're not. Why do you think Hannibal's on loan us? He's still got a bit of greenness about him when he plays. Chong, he's still got a bit of greenness about him when he plays. Harley's going to make a mistake. Kevin Long, at first, when he signed, everyone wanted him gone after that Bristol game. Mm. He's turned it round. He's proved us all wrong. I'd give Kevin Long another year right now. I think he's been phenomenal. Last couple mm. of games. Yeah, yeah. Except that. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with you on the fact that players make yeah. mistakes in the championship and if yeah. they wouldn't then they would be yeah you, you've players, got that spot yeah. on to be fair jamie you're completely you, right you'd if, be 200 if, if, million yeah. pound fucking footballer wouldn't you yeah let's be fair yeah. about it like yeah you're spot on mate you're spot on you're spot on i just don't know i'm trying to think of some controversial opinions i'm sure i've got one i'm absolutely mm. certain i've got one scott hogan's <laughs> the most clinical center forward i've ever seen at birmingham city well, that's just Ever. that's just not true though, is it? Because stats statistically <laughs> that would make me wrong. Uh, let's let's think. Um, uh, see, I don't want I don't want to say one for the sake of saking one. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. It. When when you guys watch this, so please comment a controversial thing because I want. We should we should tweet this comments. out. We should genuinely because I saw a page do it. And I thought that's really good. So we should tweet it out. What Birmingham opinion has you like this or just football ones in general because some of these football opinions are hilarious some of them are incredible (laughs) oh i saw a clip the other day and keep this in tommy because it's hilarious my mate sent it to me there's this guy talking about a footballer and he goes technically he's as good as mo salah on the ball as good as mo salah finishing as good as mo salah and then he goes danny welbeck is a world class (laughs) player and i was like no way no way danny welbeck being compared (laughs) to mo salah I was expecting him to say something like Rashford or something. But yeah. <laughs> well, man. Do you, do you guys follow it? It's called football controversies or something like that, or football just like football Probably. like yeah, yeah, they're incredible. One yeah. of them literally had me in tears. It was James Ward-Prowse doesn't actually play football; he just takes free kicks. The whole time. Yeah, he's yeah. just like one of those players that I just I don't know. Like Larson was a bit like that sometimes, wasn't he? When like yeah, the so- Early days for four weeks and then just bang a free kick and then you're like, oh, oh, it's, oh he's back now, is he? Yeah, <laughs> score forty yard free kick against fucking Liverpool. I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I'm really, it's annoying me. I feel like I've definitely got I something. I quite, that people I quite are like, I quite like Chucks and EK. I'd really? say he was fantastic, but I didn't mind him. I thought when he came on, he'd always have an opportunity or two that he'd create for himself. 
You can the sides of a fridge. Yeah. I know, I know, but is there like the fridge he... up front. His long shot ability was fucking amazing. Like oh, honestly, was I was really frustrated he didn't take more long shots because I think it was against Blackburn. We lost four 0 against. He just hit it from um, he hit the bar. I was like, fucking hell. I, I quite like... liked Chuck Tanika. I thought what? every time he came on, he at least had a chance or two. He um, wasn't the right quality, but he was. No, he, you're he tried. right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see. want him up front for a full ninety. Put it that way. But I liked him off the bench for the last twenty minutes to just cause some problems and give the defense something to think about. Do you mm. want a controversial opinion? Leco should have had more game time. <laughs> I'm not even joking when I say that. <laughs> you were so up his ass all fucking so week. Even, even when he didn't even play. <laughs> before we sold him, when he came on for the last couple of games, I was like, he's actually changing games and he comes on, he's played well. And then we fucking sold him and he's scoring goals now in League One. Yeah, but this League One is wrong. I, I can't level, get behind that it? one. I'm sorry. I can't get. Oh, I, think he had, I, think he had, I think he had a good 10 minutes when he came on for his final game for Blues. And other than that, I think he was. Yeah. yeah. He's he's not championship quality, which is mm. simple as really. I feel like that's one thing. I but do have telling us to get Sam Crossgrove back because apparently he is. <laughs> yeah, I, no, again on that one though, wrong quality. You know, we need to look. For blues. Yeah, it's it's difficult with this transfer window, obviously coming up at the end of the season. It's like, who do we genuinely buy? Who's the next I player think it's that more we about are going to get? Our essentials at the minute as well, keeping George. Yeah, I understand outfit. that. Whether keep it's Joe, keep JJ because they're gonna uh-huh. be they're gonna be the ones who are gonna get targeted. We need to make sure if we're gonna bring a player or two in, fantastic. But we're about to lose a couple of players with contracts. Yeah, we're gonna have I've to got keep a, the young lads. I've got a controversial opinion which might um, stir a few, but it's it's not go. something that's happened before. Um, I think to shake the shake things up a few, uh, shake few things up. Uh, Sell Maxime Collin, sell Harley Dean, sell Lukas Djukovic, sell them all, get a new proper team that's have new start to everything for next season. I would agree with that's everyone so, but you. That's so much easier said than done though. Like sell everyone and then buy a completely it, fresh Those board. type of players, you know what I mean? Like Deeney, like Duke, like Maxime Collin and Collin. So the older but, um, players. I think argumentatively though, you need some experience heads there yeah. still. Yeah. But you and would Lucas replace Djukovic them with new players like that. I think I think Djukovic has still, it's certainly proven recently he's still got a few years left in him. If, if Harley Dean's wage bill wasn't so high, I'd love Harley Dean for another season. But would you, would you risk just getting... Would you risk selling them? And I love them, don't get me wrong. But as a way of sort of trying to revamp the team a little bit, would it be worth looking for other players similar to them who've got a bit of experience at that sort of peak age? I don't think we'd get much at all for them. I'm not thinking of money wise, I'm thinking of the players we can get from that. You know, we replace them and we go and buy players. I think for the price, I think for the price, I don't think we'd get much better. I honestly don't. I think, I think. Let's be honest, we wouldn't get a million for Djukovic. I'd be surprised if we got... We might get a little bit more for Harley Dean. I don't think we'd get much for... Tro- I don't think we'd get... I think we'd get pennies for these players in, in return. No, of course. I, 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 I'm not I, I thinking it we... from a financial point of view. I'm thinking it from a team point of view. I'm trying to think of players that we can replace them with at that sort of peak age of like 27, where it's like you've become like... Mm. You, you've got that good experience in the championship now and you look and try and yeah, get those true. players into the team. That's what I'm seeing it from. Because I love Djukovic and I love Maxime Cullen as well and all those players. But just feel like maybe it might be worth taking a gamble on them and just letting them leave or selling them. 
and then bringing in players to replace them in that way. Maybe I don't think that's our big issue though. I I almost think it's just revamping the areas that need revamping, regardless of age and experience. If that makes sense. So I think I think I just wonder whether they've gotten a bit stale. Maybe I know what you, I know what you long. mean. I, I do know what you're meaning. That it it we've been in the same position for years, and it's the same players we've sort of had. We've sort of got a similar core to what we've had in in previous years. So I know what you're saying. I I just question if we get much better for our finances if that makes I know you're not bringing finances into it but if we're speaking realistically we can't afford to spend I think what I'm trying to say is I think the millions we spend on those players could be better utilized elsewhere so I think Djokovic is still a good player I think Harley Dean's still a good player but I think that money could be revamped into maybe a left back another right back if Colin goes maybe another midfielder another striker is what I'm trying to say the money that we spend on that I think could be better used elsewhere. Jamie, who's which side are you sitting on here? I don't know. It's tough, isn't it? Um, Come on, uh, Jamie. Come on. The the, the thing Why is, I I wouldn't give a shit if Jukovic was our highest earner in the club. I think he's earned the right to stay at Birmingham City until the day he retires. He could sit. Yeah, there, I, I would like to see that. With um, his feet up. Retiring on a beach for all I care, because that man, for me, has kept us in this league for a good four seasons at least. That man's goals and the way he's played towards the end of some of these seasons have held us in this league. So we could get rid of Maxi, we get rid of Demon, get rid of all these other players, that's fine. But I think Lukas Djukovic, of all the players, has earned the right to stay at Birmingham City if he wants to. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm going sentimental with that, but... I just honestly, that man is just a hero. Like you don't, He's you don't great, get yeah. to bash the word legend around a lot, around a lot of football clubs. But I think it's fair to say Lucas is definitely up there in legend status for me. Birmingham City Football Club, get a statue of Lucas Djukovic and stick yeah, it in the car park. Give him a fucking testimonial whenever he goes. I don't care if he's yeah. ten years or not. He deserves it. Uh, we'll wrap this up with some predictions, then, boys. Let's go. Um, Got to respond. Three-one Blues. Ooh. Big response. One, Interesting. 1-1, one, one, and I will explain, but I'm about okay. two minutes away from disappearing. <laughs> have you not got your charger anywhere? It, I do, but I it's so temperamental, I have to like move my laptop around so much in order for it to charge, and it won't work. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'll go 2-2. Two, two. I don't think we'll win, um, but I think we'll play better, and I don't think we do well down at QPR most of the time. Um particularly not in the recent years we played them. So I feel like 2-2. Two, two. Zach, do you want to explain why you won one? Don't think we'll win. Could lose, but don't think we'll lose one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Jamie, you're free one. That's a fairly Got bold respond. statement. Got to respond. Players will surely not want to accept that Watford result. I think Pride's going to get hurt. I think they felt the emotion with us on Saturday and they knew how much that result meant to us and to them. They know they can play that well. but They've just conceded six to fucking Blackpool. I think we know we've got to get at them this time. There's no mistakes. And I think if Eustace has half a set of bollocks, he will drop the shit players who played last night. Yeah. I think he'll literally turn around to Hannibal and Chung. Maybe Chung, or he'll play Chung on the wing instead. And I think go, he's got to drop Chung, yeah. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve to play. You were dog shit. Give Graham a run at right wing. Why not? Why not play Jordan Graham at right wing? Because he's played there anyway. Put Kadra back on the left. See what happens. Experiment. Why not? Or play Hogan. Hogan can play right wing, surely. 
I don't want to change the team around too much, though. That's the thing. Just play the team you played against Rotherham, you yeah. It's so easy. Just play the team <laughs> you played there at work. Play it again. But there again, man. there again. If you do that, then you play Chong, who's been, who was terrible last night. So. I think the whole team was terrible though as well. Like I think it was just an overall shit performance. The only player in the first, a couple of players in the first half, like I named at the beginning, were the only ones that did well for me. Harley Dean was the only one who deserved to still have a Birmingham shirt on in the defence after half time, because Harley was actually trying. I think Harley kept us in that, even at two 0 We could have got him five 0 down at half time last night, lads. In my opinion. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Keenan Davis can like step on some upside down Lego though, for all I'm concerned, because he's a knob. Yeah, he's a sweat. He's so typical. Right, Jamie, your microphone's about to blow my ears off. Fucking sorry, hell. sorry. Bad, 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 bad. Is that bad? Yeah, that's good. We're going to wrap yeah, this up now. Okay. No, I don't know why that is, but technology in it is crap. Um, yeah. So, thank you guys for listening to the Blues Focus podcast again. You've been listening to Mr. Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods. Thank you guys for joining me once again. Anytime. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, always great listening with these guys um, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Blues Focus uh, it's probably not that but I, again I can't be asked and say them every single time they're just on the search screen Blues Focus, you'll find them. yeah search for Blues Focus they'll be on one of them and chances are they're going to be the right one <laughs> we've just got too there's too many with the underscore and the capital letters and the well it's too much I'm not here next week as well, guys, so you two have got know. this on your own. Oh. You've got a week without <laughs> Thank me, Thank God. No, I'm no, joking. I'm Thank God. Fucking hell. Can you imagine? <laughs> not bad, <better> anyway. <laughs> the average age will decrease by 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. I'm done. I'm sorry, Jamie. I know I'm where done. you live. <laughs> you do. You do. Thank God I'm he doesn't done. know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you can listen to this podcast. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, sorry, and Google Podcasts, all through the Sports Social Network. Thank you guys for joining me once again. And keep right on. Keep right on. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.